Welcome to the Brinkman Podcast. This is episode 26. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Schilder. And I'm Sarah Boltman. And we are so glad to be with you today. We are very glad. We have some fun thing to talk about today, and uh, we're really excited, as usual, to take kind of one episode and talk a little bit more in depth about it so that, you know, we get a chance to uh, get some of the stories behind it and meet some of the people, the actors and the writers. And uh, a lot of times we have the missionaries on, but this mm-hmm. one's an interesting episode because it kind of focuses more in on the Brinkmans themselves. That's right. And uh, the Brinkmans, if you don't know, um, are loosely or, or more <laughs> tightly, I don't know, sometimes more tightly <laughs> than others. On the story. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Based on the life of the head writer and kind of the founder of the Brinkman Adventures, uh, Ian Boltman. And it's about him and his wife and kids and their extended family. And they've got a big extended family to draw from. So that's great. Uh, and so we're going to be talking a little bit about the episode. It's from season three. Uh, I think it's episode 34. I do not know the exact number. Uh, I wrote it down here. You're um, good at that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I always I always try to be a little bit prepared. <laughs> Very uh, wise. Yeah, just, wise. Yeah, just so that we don't have like lots and lots of dead air on the time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let me check. <laughs> season three, uh, episode 34. Did, did they switch to going like season six, episode one or? <laughs> you know, it depends on if you're on iTunes or if you're buying the CDs. Oh, So okay. on iTunes, we want to have going all the way number one to 249. But if you buy the CD, it would be awkward to be, oh, the first one is number 29. So. Yeah. What did I miss? I know. Well, that's, that's yeah. good. Uh, so I'll give you the name of it. It's Busy Bees. Busy bees. And a bullhorn. And busy bees and a bullhorn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always forget the bullhorn part. That's right. So, and uh, one of our guests that we have here today is one of the actresses you should know very well from her voice. Say hello to the people, Shannon. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) Shannon Zorn, who plays Susan Brinkman uh, since really the beginning. Yep. And this is the first time we've had her on here. So this is very special. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, Shannon, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what it is you do with the Brinkman Adventures? Obviously, we know you as Susan Brinkman, but I happen to know you do a lot more. Yeah. um, Well, I I do a lot of miscellaneous things. I help with the writing and um, I also do some assembly. Um, Once all the things are recorded, I help get them in order so everything is timed right. And I also do the casting. Um, Before we're ready to do recording, we pick characters and find actors and Oh, those are my three biggest jobs, I think. And directing, too. You, yeah. yeah. You've actually yeah. helped teach me how to direct. <laughs> <laughs> Help with some directing, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so directing and writing mm-hmm. and uh, casting. So she's she's the one that, you know, you got to be nice to to, <laughs> <laughs> to get the great parts. Otherwise, That's you always right. just end up being a villain at a border crossing. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, we need those. I think I'm up to number four now. How uh, many villains you've played? Oh, yeah. Uh, specifically at border crossings. That's funny. Uh, so... That's kind of funny. So, um, Shannon, uh, you've been with the Brinkman since the beginning. I uh, have, haven't yep. you? Yes, I have. And how did how did uh, Ian kind of approach you, or how did that get all started? Well, I had never done any. Um, you know, I did a little bit of acting in church, and um, they were having tryouts for the characters, and um, and I thought, oh, well, this would be fun to try out. I didn't think I'd get the part because there are quite a few actors and actresses who were trying out who were much had a lot more experience, I guess. And uh, I tried out, and I I got it, which I was shocked. But um, 
I got the part, which kind of began everything um, from from being the actress of Susan Brinkman. Now I'm then I went into helping with all the rest of the stuff, acting or directing and writing and everything. And I mean, I've I've actually known you for quite a while, and yeah. and obviously Ian has as well. And it's kind of funny that there was his his Susan Brinkman right there. And in fact, we've got one of uh, one of my favorite uh, clips of you, which I think any parent, <laughs> any parent uh, is going to appreciate. This it's from the episode uh, "Busy Bees in a Bullhorn." Uh, go ahead, Josh, and roll that clip. Peter, hey Matt, what do you have all over you? Paint. Paint. What were you painting? Joey, Mommy. Oh, no, Peter! Why did you do this? All over the computer, too? Kitri? Ian? Help! Kate? Grace? Anyone? Oh, that is it. Attention, family. Everyone assemble in the kitchen immediately. A bullhorn? Mom, what are you doing? Family, whose job was it to watch Peter this past hour? Not me. It was Gracie's turn. Is this true, Gracie? I think so. And what were you doing? Playing. I'm sorry. I should have been watching him. Gracie? Gracie, because you neglected your duty, everyone has a very big cleanup job. You will all work together as a team until the job is completed. You will all watch Peter very closely as you work. Am I making myself clear? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the trick of everything is to have the bullhorn (laughs) handy at all at all (laughs) at all given times. So I, I love. I love that scene because you can hear the exasperation. Then this is it. Yeah, <laughs> that is yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and so you know, the kind of the gist of the episode is obviously that the family is kind of not pulling their weight and and sort of being off on their own, and That's and right. things get really really frustrating. And then there's external pressures exactly. as well. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. a wedding of Pennington and Miss Bernice getting married, and it's <laughs> there's hilarious. A car, there's it's a car a, accident in there. It's just a funny episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously uh, yep. a bee is involved in there somewhere. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that's interesting is that obviously Susan Brinkman is based on a real life person. Yep. And that person happens to be Amy Boltman, Ian's wife. And uh, we are lucky enough to have her here in the studio. Hi, Amy. Hi. <laughs> Good to be here. Welcome. Th- thanks for being here. And I know it's got to be kind of weird kind of <laughs> looking across and seeing someone playing you-ish. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. But you know what's really funny, and I wish you could see, and maybe we'll put it up on the website, but they came in dressed exactly the same. <laughs> With, without planning. No, we did not plan that. <laughs> yeah. They look like twins. It's so funny. It was it was a little bit weird. Uh, <laughs> I think they're merging into one person. <laughs> into one person, sort of a conglomeration of, of people. So, uh, so a lot of the adventures and the things are based upon uh, the family life of the Boltmans and some of the things that are going on there, that a lot of kids and a lot of chaos and all those kinds of things. Now, this episode isn't a one-for-one real-life story, is no. it? A, no. You you don't have a bullhorn? No, I don't. The episode evolves from a comment I made about 
um, needing a bullhorn. <laughs> and as soon as I said it, Ian said, ah, that's a Brinkman episode. <laughs> and so, that's where it came from. And Shannon, how, how long have you known Amy? Um, Amy and I have known each other, we think, probably going on 20 years. Yep. So we first met um, when her husband, Ian, was uh, hired on as our church's worship pastor. And my husband um, was an elder at the time, and he was part of the hiring team. Yeah, I think he actually interviewed Ian over the phone mm-hmm. at yep. one point. Yeah. Yep. So our families got cl- close pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and our kids are really, really good friends, too. Mm-hmm. So that keeps us well connected. Yeah, and um, Shannon, I gotta just say for the record, it's official on here. Your your kids are great. Oh, they um, are. So you know, being a mother, uh, you bring a certain kind of realism mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. It's very very believable uh, to hear you when you get upset, when you cry, when you laugh, mm, all those thanks. kinds of things. I think that you can uh, identify with the things that are happening. Yeah. In, yeah. In the life. What is it like to play your friend, to to play Amy for you, Shannon? (laughs) Well, Amy and I are are pretty different. Um, I'm a bit more of a driver. I've I've been more controlling. I tend, like that, the the piece that you played where she's angry, and that came much more naturally to me. (laughs) Um, She's a method actress, yeah. Um, and Amy is is different that way. She's very gentle and she's more soft spoken. And so I do have to actually act. I don't you know, I can't like <laughs> just draw from my own experience. I have to, you know, think about what would Amy do? You know, mm-hmm. how would Amy do and say this? And since we're mm-hmm. friends, it's really great to have that model, you know, to draw from. You're right. Amy's a little more soft-spoken and gentle, and but I can picture her with a bullhorn. <laughs> that uh, would be such a funny picture. <laughs> well, That's great. Get her a bullhorn uh, for for her birthday next <laughs> time. And you, you've got a lot of kids, uh, and this life with the Brinkman Adventures and kind of and, and even ministry uh, prior to that, and that's not necessarily a nine to five kind of gig. So you had a lot of things kind of coming in and out of the house. Can you identify or have you had like a a time when everything seemed to be sort of piling in on you? Yeah, lots of times, I would say, (laughs) (laughs) Um, especially when they were really small. I would, yeah, definitely be in that overwhelmed stage. It's probably where that statement came from. I need a bullhorn because I felt like no one could hear my voice. (laughs) <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. yeah, over all the did they get, voices. Did that, get little, did that get a little better as they got older or worse? Yeah. In fact, I was thinking back over the episode today and I thought, wow, we've come a long way. I had to really think about it. You know, it's kind of in the distance a bit now. And, and um, I had to go back and try to remember all those feelings of, you know, that craziness. Um, it's a lot more relaxed and a lot more... You know, the kids are older. The youngest is five now. So um, it's a big difference. It's a yeah, it's a huge difference. I've seen such um, change also in your in your home in the last I don't know how many years it's been, but it's been a neat it's been neat to watch a progression of change. And I think it'd be fun to hear from you. What has changed? Um, what have you done intentionally different? Um, and and why have you made the changes you've made? Well, there's been a lot of changes. Um, one of the intentional changes for us is to just live a, a little bit more simply, a little bit more minimalistic in our, um, you know, getting rid of the clutter and the things that we don't use every day or don't need. 
and the extra stuff and just clear it out and just live a little more simple and, um, you know, allowing us to focus more on what's important in life, each other and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's been really neat to watch. And I remember when you kind of began getting this itch, and I remember watching kind of from a distance a bit and thinking, ooh, Amy's, she's got something cooking. (laughs) What got that started in you? Yeah, the catalyst for me was actually living in the RV while we were traveling. And um, that first year we took off for all the conventions. Um, There were 10 of us in a 24-foot RV, And so you can imagine we had to have just, you know, the bare minimal Mm -hmm. stuff to to make it work. I mean, that's a challenge getting even that many bowls and cups and spoons, let alone everyone's clothes. And what are you going to play with? So (laughs) I remember going in there and and it was like a puzzle. You'd open things and everything was like had its little tiny place. Everything was small. It was so Mm -hmm. cute. I loved Mm -hmm. it. So. It was like a yeah. giant uh, nesting yeah. matryoshka doll. Or <laughs> yeah, it was doll. really fun. Yeah. I love making things work space-wise. That's kind of a fun, weird thing about me. <laughs> so it was a challenge, and I and I, and it was fun. And the surprising thing was, is I loved it. We all found that that simplicity was it relieved a lot of stress, hmm. and and things on the road were actually. You know, just simple and easy and peaceful. Hmm. And, um, and yeah, I, when we got back that first morning back, I'll never forget. I was the, you know, it was just overwhelming to me. Ian said (laughs) I had space phobia, you know, that too much space, but I just felt the weight of all that clutter and all that stuff just bearing down on me again and I and I kind of as the kids put it snapped and um you know Ian had to talk me off the ledge of actually selling our house <laughs> and we're gonna live in the RV live in the RV full time which... that's amazing they're gonna get a yurt down on Lake Michigan <laughs> they're just gonna go down there and yeah and we don't you know you guys know we don't live in a big house to start with so uh, you know that's cool and I I just yeah so that's what catapulted the purging for us and it and um yeah I was a little bit out of control those first few days or weeks I don't know you have to ask the kids but they were like going to Ian and saying dad you've got to talk to her she's throwing everything away (laughs) (laughs) maybe we ought to have an episode where like we get the kids in here and find out yeah. exact, what exactly what did they have to wrestle from <laughs> your, right. your your claw-like grip. Uh, yeah, you it had... was a little bit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if you have that many kids and you've been in the same house for so many years, you do, you collect things. Yeah, I remember growing up, I'm also like one of 11 children, and I remember my dad and mom fighting that same battle. You know, how do we reduce this clutter because it does it weighs down on you and it makes you feel like you can't even do anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's it's f- so frustrating so i remember my dad and mom just really trying very hard to do the same thing but i don't think we've ever we ever succeeded to the extent you guys did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just super inspired by that so i'm excited you're talking about that and then comes garage sale season and it all <laughs> yeah we did again. actually stop going to garage sales <laughs> because of that reason <laughs> we don't yeah cause you know we don't do that much anymore when it's something you don't need and it's cheap oh yeah it's a <laughs> <Right>. double <laughs> it's a double purchase yeah, so that's right. uh in in your family and again shannon um 
you know, I'd like to get your feedback too. We talked about decluttering and sort of simplifying. How about other other kind of rules or things that you have come up with to try to maintain a good, healthy family balance between opportunity and, you know, family time? Well, I know one of the, the rules that actually worked for us, there's a lot of rules you can make that <laughs> you try and they don't work. And um, But one of the ones that worked for us is in Wisconsin here, um, summers are pretty precious and they're short and the kids are off school. And um, so we would say from Memorial Day to Labor Day, uh, no screen time. Mm-hmm. And while they really didn't like that, since it was set in stone, they accepted it. And um, they could play on special occasions if they were playing together, never alone. Um, but otherwise, in general, no screen time. And that really helped them push them to go outside. But it would always take a couple of weeks. It would always take a couple of weeks for them to get used to that idea and start exploring and doing other things. Um, so what else would they do? Well, <laughs> you know what's really Isn't odd? Is terrible? If, it depends on their age. But let's say when they were younger... Uh, if you get a boy in the woods, um, they start digging holes mm-hmm. and yes. climbing trees. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. I mean, things like yeah. they just start digging. It's like in their nature or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're like badgers. Yeah, yeah. they just immediately outside. Oh, just, I got to dig a hole. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. You know, I, I just went out um, for a walk in the woods. I actually live with Shannon, which is really special. We get to live together and um, share this beautiful property that's, um, uh, what is it, 11 acres, mm-hmm. Shannon? Yep. And um, I just was walking out with the dog the other day in the woods, and I stumbled upon this fort that was built back there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I forgot about that. And it was actually just a couple winters ago that Shannon's son was back and he decided to just go camping in the woods in the winter. Mm-hmm. So he built this little shelter. So I think that is, and, and now he's hiking mountains and off yeah. at college and, and inspiring other people to get out there and do things. And I think that's probably a result of your rule, <laughs> forcing <laughs> yeah. them to actually do things in the world instead of stay behind a screen or inside or feeling like I have to sit here and be entertained. Right. Um, so I think that's really special. Yeah. Yeah. It really helps to take away the screens once in a while. Yeah. 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 And, and not everyone has land. Like you have, you had land that they could, could um, plan. Yes. But my parents, we had the, a very small yard with not much property, but my parents made it a point to bring us out to the woods often. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember many times in the woods searching for mushrooms. I mean, my dad knew the good ones to eat and the poisonous ones. So we, he was careful. There used to be but, 12 of you, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> a couple extra. But yeah, and um, taking us on hikes and to the beach and on, on, on trips to be outside. And that was a, a huge gift, I think, mm-hmm. um, that you give your kids. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up camping. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we did, you know, for our vacation mm-hmm. every year. And of course we had a lot of chores and things yeah, like right. that. I mean, the lawn wa- must be cut. Mm-hmm. Yes. There could be a comet headed for earth, but you are going to be doing <laughs> that lawn. Something that I thought was super encouraging today, actually, that I heard, I was interviewing a woman, um, who I met at a conference and she, she was this kind of commenting on how, what the Brinkman's have meant to her over the years because she and her family have listened ever since we started, which is quite a few years ago now. And she said, one thing I really love about the Brinkmans is she said, you guys don't um, candy coat things. You don't make things always perfect. In fact, you show that sometimes things turn out differently than, than, you know, the characters are wanting or expecting. Um, But she said, 
at the end, you see at the end of the day, God had a plan and a purpose. And at the end of the day, he wins. Mm-hmm. And um, and she said that was has been encouraging to her as a mom, as both of you also know. Things don't go right. <laughs> Most days they don't. Yeah. And when you can just keep your eyes on God and say, he will win at the end of this. And my mess or my me- mistakes or, you know, this thing not happening quite how I expected Um it doesn't mean it's the end of the story, and and um, God is still working. So I just think it's neat that Amy and Shannon, both of you guys, are willing to be honest about struggles, even though it's not exactly your life, but be be willing to put things out there so other regular humans can say, "I'm not alone. Like this yeah. is normal." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm grateful for that about both of you guys. So thank you for that. And that's that's a great note to end on. Um, we're going to finish up with this episode. And if you have want to hear about uh, more of these behind-the-scenes things or want to check out the different episodes or leave us a comment, uh, you can go to brinkmanadventures.com and you can, you know, put in a comment. We'd love, love to read that. And so for this episode, I'm Eric Schilder. And I'm Sarah Boltman. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. 